You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, Thursday edition. Our guest today, Chris Raybaud of the Action Network, will be making a six-pack of bets for the divisional round of playoff games. But first, Matt, we've got some news around the NFL. Potentially, a big fish has been landed in Jacksonville. Some uh, coordinator news and some GM news as well. But we got to start with this one from Adam Schefter. Urban Meyer's deal with Jacksonville is close. Not yet done, but is trending that way. The two sides are meeting again today. The agreement could be done as early as today, but as of now, there is not one and no press conference planned yet. That from Adam Schefter. Looking like Urban Meyer. There have been rumors there. Maybe this is done. Maybe this is done. And it sounds like he's going to get a big contract. So maybe that might take a little longer than most deals you just hammer out for first-time coaches. And it was just, a, you know, 24 hours ago we were saying, Chargers are interested in Urban Meyer. And one of us said something like, that sure sounds like it's coming from Urban Meyer's yep. <laughs> camp or, or agent to make sure that this deal gets done. I have no qualms with it. I mean, he's not going to have five-star after five-star recruit, but it's a young team that with a lot of recent college guys on there and tons of draft picks going forward. So I like that part. And for his sake, just considering his history, I hope his health isn't an issue and he has to walk away. I mean, NFL is not like easier on your, your stress and your heart and stuff than sitting at Ohio state and blown apart you know, the big 10. <laughs> right. And sending all your assistants everywhere. Uh, there's a lot of work to be right. done in, uh, in, in the NFL. The, the thing I don't like about the rumors here is that Trent Balky, who's already currently in house with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, it's rumored that he would be the general manager for urban Meyer uh, and the Jags going forward. And just as someone who covers the 49ers, that did not go well when he was fully in charge of the 49ers. He was much better yeah. as the second guy there to Scott McClune in San Francisco. So I don't know if I'd love that. And college coach into the NFL, he's never done it at the college level. I mean, it'll be interesting. We'll see which way it goes. Uh, it could go big, but man, that could blow up as well. But it'd be a fascinating story. It makes the Jags storyline a lot more fun this offseason to have a, a big name there. Yeah, right. You know, and he had a lot of success at the University of Florida. And uh, I mean, I hope he doesn't. And this happened to me with the Browns. We'll talk about it another time, really. But uh, don't just take the guys you're familiar with. Like, don't consider Justin Fields over Lawrence. Or you know what I mean? Like, oh, I remember playing against him. Let's pick him instead of the guy that's around better. You Mm -hmm. know, you got to be you got to have play with the full deck. Right. We saw that in Philly. Chip Kelly drafting a whole bunch of Pac-12 or Pac-10 guys i think back then was it pack 10 already back then uh but yeah yeah taking a lot of guys from usc and people he played against taking his own guys so uh you do see a lot of that and that would be fascinating if he does like fields a lot and maybe they could they get something in trade on top of it i don't know uh, let's have some fun with jacksonville i kind of like this urban meyer story for them Uh, i have no idea how it will actually go on the field though there but if I'm is, the Jets, I'm at least saying, what would it take, what would it cost us to swap pick? Yeah, at least you're making a phone call. It, it, it would at least <laughs> right. open up maybe a conversation, maybe just at least a conversation that wouldn't have happened before if it wasn't Urban Meyer, an Ohio State, you know, guy who I'm sure has very intimate knowledge of a prospect like Justin Fields uh, getting hired there. Some GM hirings happening. We've got George Payton. This was just announced right after we finished recording yesterday. George Payton going from. Minnesota Vikings front office to being the new general manager of 
the Denver Broncos. Uh, and it looks like the Detroit Lions have figured out their new GM. They have agreed to a five-year deal with Rams director of college scouting Brad Holmes as their new general manager. A meteoric rise for Holmes, as Ian Rappaport reports. Uh, do you have any thoughts on George Payton or Brad Holmes and their new jobs? I mean, I honestly don't know anything about them as human beings and people and you know what, what they bring to the table. But I think it's really interesting that you mentioned Holmes is their college director. You know, he's not from the pro side because the Rams, they're a really good team, but they're a really strangely constructed team. I mean, five years in a row without a first-round pick. I mean, like, that's weird stuff in today's NFL. But to his credit, they've made a lot of picks in the second, third, fourth round. You know, they still bring in a lot of bodies in every draft just not first-round bodies, and they've really made it work. I mean, they've found a lot of value in the third and fourth rounds, you know, that are they're winning a lot of games with those guys right now. I always wonder in these interviews if it's more about resume or more about the face-to-face and how those interviews go. And uh, yeah. Aaron Donald, obviously, is probably the first name on his resume, right, as someone who was drafted out of the college ranks. And uh, Jared Goff, yeah, it's gone okay, hasn't gone that great. He's been in a Super Bowl for them. Um but yeah, uh, was he there when Greg Robinson was drafted? Like there is some curious moves in the Rams <laughs> right, front right. office. I, that wouldn't be the first front office I would expect for people to get poached out of, though. No, no, me neither. I, I find it interesting. But they've done good work in the mid-rounds college-wise. I do wonder how those interviews go. Do you like print off your reports and be like, I had the first overall grade on Aaron Donald. I thought Goff was, should have been a second rounder. You know, here's my reports. I bet not. You know, I don't think the owner's reading your your scouting reports with how this guy's ankle flexion and change of direction and all these type of things are. So maybe a lot of it is just how do you sit down and interview who vouches for you? I think that's a big part of it. Uh, one more quick note here before we get to Chris and make some picks for the weekend. There's going to be a ton of coordinator movement this offseason waiting for some dominoes to fall with head coaches that can start hiring those coordinators. But uh, we mentioned how, uh, Brian Schottenheimer's out in Seattle as offensive coordinator. Uh, the Steelers are making a change. Chuck Pagano is out. He's retiring in Chicago. And this note from Field Yates, which, which was really surprising, and he said, Pete Carmichael Jr. of the Saints and Josh McDaniels of the Patriots, and in parentheses, technically Kyle Shanahan too, are the only offensive coordinators to be with their current team since before 2018, no coaching position wow. is turning over faster in the NFL than OCs. And Kyle Shanahan, there are some other offensive coaches around the league that call plays, but Kyle Shanahan has officially the offensive coordinator title along with head coach. That's why he's in there. But just true offensive coordinators, there's only two in the NFL that have been around but since before 2018. That is mind-blowing. And this is the golden age of offense. I mean, people are putting up more points than ever. So I guess that's good and bad. And the more I say that, like originally I'm thinking – all these guys got fired. Well, not all of them got fired. Some of them took head coaching yeah. jobs too, you know, so it's a good spot to go up and obviously you can go down pretty quick too. I mean, but I guess pe people don't stay OCs for long anymore. Do you think this lends to the idea of drafting an offensive head coach so you don't get your offense poached away? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I think that's a good thought. It yeah, uh, that does make some sense, you know, that the Andy Reeds of the world can lose the B enemies and guys like that, and the, the offense won't, you know, take a big hit. 
Although still getting a good head coach is better than drafting just an offensive head coach. But, uh, you know, if there's a tie, yeah, I don't want to. I could see why teams. I don't want to appear X is an O guy that can't manage the clock right. and talk to the whole team right. and understand special teams. And, right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what we see a lot of, too. You see those coaches get hired and then. Uh, then they're in a couple of years looking for a coordinator job again. So a lot of change. Over the the yeah, I mean, that's right. what they should have been all along. Right. Absolutely. All right. Good stuff. Let's get to Chris. Let's make some picks yeah, for this fun. weekend. Start diving deep into the divisional round playoff games next. When it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. I have some big time fitness goals that I need to get working a little bit more seriously on myself because uh, the pandemic was not kind to my waistline and my overall fitness level and Echelon can help me. It can help you get there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of home. The EX7S is Echelon's latest state-of-the-art innovation that takes cycling to the next level. The world-class instructors will motivate you. Thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes always available when you need them. Unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable, and one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. And right now, you can try Echelon Fitness Equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com slash locked on that's echelon e-c-h-e-l-o-n fit.com slash locked on join us once again as he does on thursdays making his six pack of picks lines courtesy of betonline.ag by the way for this weekend's divisional playoff games games are dwindling so only four games to choose from chris so what we're gonna do some sides and some over unders this should be fun i i love hearing your angle on uh, on how these playoff games could play out. So welcome back to the show once again, Chris Raybon of the Action Network. Thanks for having me, guys. And, uh, you know, speaking of things playing out, uh, did we all have Steelers snapping the ball over uh, Ben Roethlisberger's <laughs> right. head and giving up a 48-piece to the Cleveland Browns? Because I sure didn't. That was not fun. But, that I mean, it is it is fun in the general sense of this is what the playoffs is about. Uh, you're always going to see some some kind of – uh, weird things happening and uh, do like some underdogs this week. So uh, excited to talk to you guys. Chris, I got two basic questions for you because yeah. I haven't really been paying attention to the lines yet. Has there been any major line movement throughout the week? And is there any weather we're worried about or it's going to factor in? So we could, you know, obviously in Buffalo, you know, you're always watching that weather. Yeah, Green Bay. Um, and- yeah, in case there's some snow, same thing, you know, Green Bay. But it looks like, uh, as of now, just cold weather. Uh, do like some unders this week. And as far as line moves, uh, nothing too major. I, I think the Saints uh, were three and a half at, at some books, and they've kind of gone down to three uh, at the consensus line. And uh, the Baltimore Ravens were three-point underdogs Uh, And that has moved to two and a half. So off the key number of three, which uh, is somewhat significant there. Uh, But that's about the that's about it for the major line moves. And that Chiefs and Browns total keeps rising. So it opened at 55 up to 57 and a half. 80 percent of the tickets coming in on the over in that one, although 51 percent 
of the money on the under. So that's one where the books are just kind of raising that one up, taking a lot of public, you know, casual, casual money. But uh, there is some big money on the under in, in that one. By the way, the national championship game, it sounds like where all the big money was coming was uh, was the smart money on that one going over and going with Alabama big. Yeah, was it was the total wasn't the total right at 76 or I think it was 75 as we were recording. Ah, got yeah. it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I think we talked about there were some big bets on, on Bama and they uh, they took care of business. We're not going to see totals that big this weekend. In fact, a small total there in Green Bay with Packers and Rams. But let's get started with this. What was your first uh, draft pick Well, when you and Stucky at the Action Network Sports Betting Podcast were, were drafting your six-pack this week? What was the, the first overall selection for you guys to bet on in your division round six-pack? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, got them at three and a half. Uh, you can probably still get them at three and a half. Uh, I wouldn't mind paying up to minus 120 uh, for that three and a half just to get off that key number. Uh, but love the Buccaneers and how they match up against New Orleans, even though they lost both games. Uh, you, you, oh, first of all, when you have a, an underdog that uh, in the third ma- in the third divisional matchups, uh, those tend to cover at uh, above 60 percent against the spread in the postseason, but. Uh, just looking at the Bucks, okay, what do they do well? They play good run defense in two games against Kamara this year. Uh, even though the Saints had success overall, Kamara just 21 carries for 56 yards, just 2.7 yards per carry. Michael Thomas just 8.5 yards per catch uh, on eight catches uh, in, in two games against these Buccaneers. And, and also Kamara even didn't really get it going through the air either just uh, 60 yards on 14 targets, 10 catches. So Tampa Bay can do a good job uh, on defense. Drew Brees still not really throwing the ball down the field, uh, just uh, 6.0 average depth of target during the regular season, 4.5 and 5.0 in the two games, uh, even though he was very efficient. Um, You know, Tampa Bay, 507 yards of offense against Washington, the number three Defense and DVOA, that was 69 more than Washington had allowed all season. So I just think this matchup is a lot more of a coin flip. And home field advantage really hasn't been uh, much of a factor in really the last two seasons, but particularly this season. So, you know, you know, in the Superdome, usually you're saying, oh, man, it's a tough place to play. But well, I think it's something like 3,000 fans uh, are going to be there. Really haven't seen much of a home field advantage. So uh, for this line to still be out of field goal, I don't think there's that much of a difference uh, between these two teams. Uh, I think the I think the Bucks uh, match up very well, and uh, and you know New Orleans will uh, I'm sure have a, a, a good game plan. Sean Payton's always prepared, but um, this is just a kind of strength on you know two two of the best teams in the league going head to head coin flip game indoors, which helps you know the old old aging Buccaneers roster, you know, all those aging superstars. uh, I think they can get it done here. I think you made a lot of really good points there. I'm going to save my pick for tomorrow, but I think Devin White coming back to deal with the Camaros and crossing routes and those type of things can really help a Bucks D that frankly has kind of struggled, but I kind of trust Todd Bowles and the talent they have to fix the D that maybe it's, not as bad as it's been, you know, like I I just have a little bit of faith that that could be okay. Uh, I love 
talking about playing indoors for Tommy. I mean, I don't think he'd love going to Green Bay right now. I don't think Drew would like it either. And, you know, obviously these two teams played each other twice already, and the last one wasn't pretty, and the Saints won both. But I think the Bucks' offense is a totally different team since their late week, week 13 bye. Absolutely. They, I mean, they've been cooking on all cylinders. And even in that week nine game uh, where they just got steamrolled by New Orleans, Allie Marpet, their guard, wasn't yeah. in the lineup in that game. He's a number Great three player. rated uh, pro football focused guard. And uh, Tom Brady got pressured in that matchup on over 50% of his dropbacks. Now, that is just uh, absurd. And, and I think, you know, missing Marpet and, and some of the game plan issues uh, kind of played into that. But I actually talked about this earlier in the year in an article I wrote about the Bucks. you know, saying I think it was, you know, maybe right right before that stretch run where they played the Falcons twice and the Lions. I was like, you know, get your Super Bowl futures now because they're about to go on a run. And I specifically talked about I think a lot of the issues – with new Orleans were game plan related, like they're fixable, you know, it was just Arians coming out with a bad game plan, uh, you know, weaving uh rookie tackle on an Island and just, you know, just the, the, the route concepts in, in that second game, just a lot of things going wrong, but fixable things. So uh, like Tampa Bay hate to get it done. Third time's a charm here. By the way, happy early birthday to Drew Brees. He turns 42 tomorrow. What does your data say, Chris, about a 43-year-old quarterback versus a 42-year-old quarterback in the playoffs? <laughs> Pretty unprecedented. And <laughs> okay. it's crazy that we've gotten this matchup three times already this year. Uh, so that's actually pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, indoors, that always helps. That, that's all I can say. We'll see if the, uh, the over-under there breaks either one of their ages in that matchup. What's your second pick for the divisional round six-pack? Uh, so sticking with that uh, game, uh, Stucky's. So my first pick was the this game, and then Stucky's first pick was the the under in this game, and uh, it kind of goes into you know what I talked about with Drew Brees. First of all, you look at Brees even last week uh, and the Saints last week. Yes, they played a very good defensive game against Chicago, but they only scored twenty one points. They got shut out of the goal line, uh, you know, late in the game, and that's you know Tampa Bay is fully capable of making those type of goal line stands as well. They're the best run defense uh, in the league. And, and just when you, even if you have a, an efficient offense, like the saints, uh, num- number one, they're two best players. The bucks have, you know, muted their efficiency, but number two, you just have breeze throwing, you know, six yards and under average depth of target. It takes a while to drive up and down the field. Right. So you get like one mistake, one, you know, one drive that doesn't convert a seven or maybe there's a turnover on downs or something like that. And, and you're looking pretty for that under uh, 51 and a half, you know, 51, a key number. You can get a 27, 24 game, uh, which I, I think is very realistic. So uh, like the under uh, in this game uh, as well. I love it. OK, more with Chris Raybon of the Action Network coming up. We we'll get the rest of his division six pack next. Do you want to keep your vehicle running smooth? Do you want to keep your family safe in that vehicle? Do you want to save some money? Then you got to go to rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Rockauto.com. You can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The website is no nonsense. I love it. Super easy to find exactly what you need for exactly your vehicle. And yes, your vehicle is covered. Unbelievable amount of of vehicles from every make and model dating back to since before anybody who was listening to this podcast 
was born. It's pretty amazing the selection that rockauto.com has. Everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, jumper cables, small big parts, whatever it is you need. You need a new tailgate, you need wiper blades, you can find it at rockauto.com. It's a unique and remarkably easy to navigate website. Their catalog is huge. Quickly find all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. And those prices, by the way, always reliably low. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection at reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. We are talking about a lot of fun bets that you can make on uh, the sports weekend and it doesn't stop with NFL football at betonline.ag. Divisional playoff rounds, Super Bowl, futures bets, NFL draft, the NBA season is in full swing. You can find all of it. Get in on the action at BetOnline. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. By the way, the lines are already out for next year's NCAA football championship game in 2022. Not surprisingly, Alabama is the favorite. Clemson, number two, four to one odds with Georgia, Ohio State, the usual suspects there in college football. Can there be a Cinderella? I'm seeing Iowa State up there, maybe Cincinnati at 66 to one. Will Desmond Ritter go back to school? Kind of like that one, Cincinnati. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code Locked on to receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Chris, we have the Buccaneers in the under so far. What else tickles your fancy in this divisional playoff round? So going with the Ravens and the Bills under as well, and mm-hmm. I really like this one. You look at these two teams and, you know, obviously Josh Allen been playing out of his mind. And uh, Lamar Jackson, same deal. But you got to think a, a little more, you know, deeper than j- than just the the quarterbacks. You look at the coaching matchup. Um, you know, two, Harbaugh and McDermott, two very good uh, game planners. And we look at what Baltimore did against Tennessee last week. I mean, Tennessee gets out to an early lead. AJ Brown goes nuclear on the you know early in the game, and, and Tennessee really doesn't do anything on offense. And that's a top two offense, top three offense. Uh, in Tennessee and you know on the other side you know everyone's talking about Tennessee's defense and you know the way the Ravens kind of played it uh, ended up being a 20 to 13 game Uh, one of the touchdowns kind of just a spectacular play from from Lamar Jackson and then you look at the Bills against the Colts a defense that had been floundering Uh, they get a lot of calls pretty much every break possible um, you know on offense goes goes the Bills way uh, in that game but these two teams play it December 8th, 2019. Now, granted, Josh Allen didn't have Stephon Diggs, so a little bit different, but a 24-17 game. Uh, both teams did not gain uh, more than 260 yards of total offense. Lamar Jackson had three touchdowns, but uh, he only passed for – pull that up. What did he – it was, uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson passed for just 145 yards, just 40 yards on the ground. Buffalo uh, really had a good scheme against their run game for Baltimore, one of Baltimore's worst rushing efforts uh, in this, you know, modern Lamar 
Jackson era. And then Josh Allen went 17 to 39 for 146 yards, took six sacks and just uh, two carries for nine yards. Uh, Jackson didn't scramble at all in that game. Allen only scrambled once. Uh, and, you know, in the cold weather, uh, I'm expecting a, a similar a similar game. I think both of these teams are going to bring it with their defensive game plans. And uh, I think you're going to see kind of similar game script to, to what you saw in that Baltimore-Tennessee uh, game last week. So going under 50 in Baltimore-Buffalo. Everyone's going to talk about the you know the quarterbacks from the same draft class and, and great offenses and very contrasting styles of how these two play offense. But I think the defenses are equally as intriguing because the Bills D, you know, under McDermott has really been basically a top five, top seven unit year in, year out. And this year started slow, but it's getting a lot better. Um, but they don't stop the run great, you know, which obviously is a problem against Baltimore. They're designed more to stop the pass. Where the Ravens D is playing great and is healthy and their front looks a lot better. But they excel at man coverage, which Josh Allen does his best work against. So I'm not contradicting your under, but I'm just thinking the defenses are both good units, but interesting matchups. Yeah, and obviously, you know, Josh Allen, he's been just, I mean, it doesn't really matter. It's zone man, but yeah, he's been best against man. But, I, you know, Baltimore's game planning, I mean, I think that's something that, you know, can't go overlooked. You know, how many times has Harbaugh been in this spot before? Look at that game plan against Tennessee where they said, okay, we're going to come out and we're going to stuff the run here. Uh, They held Derrick Henry to 40 yards on 18 carries. So this week, uh, I think they'll let Devin Singletary – get four or five yards if he wants to on the ground. But uh, I think they'll focus more on, on that passing game. And, you know, let's remember, even last week against the Colts, you know, Allen, he made some crazy plays and and, and so did Gabe Davis. But, uh, you know, some of those plays could have gone the other way. And then you had that, you know, the, the offsides, you had the the push, you know, little uh, ad-lib touchdown to Dawson Knox. You know, so it was somewhat of a struggle. And if you got that game at 51 and a half, uh, that un- that that under still hit even last week and uh, playoff unders uh, outdoors since 2003, 82, 64 and 4, 56%. Uh, so you tend to see these games a little tighter, especially uh, outdoors in the cold weather. We'll see if the weather sort of flips and gets even worse than any of those uh, outdoor, you know, especially Packers, Green Bay and Buffalo. It's going to be cold there right now. It looks like there could be potentially some precipitation but not a lot uh but you know we've got some we got some time and, and we'll see what that ends up looking like all right three down three to go who else you like this weekend staying with the same game so we got the buck the the underdog and the under and buck saints same thing for ravens bills uh ravens uh, would recommend buying up to three paying you know the 120 or even up to 125 uh you don't want to take the two and a half uh this should be a tight game you know either way but uh, again, not much home field advantage, uh, you know, maybe a half a point at best. And even that's generous. The home field advantage really has been about point, point 0.1 or point 0.15 uh, over the last two years combined, uh, you know, just league average. So uh, this is a another one of these coin flip games where you're getting points with Baltimore. Uh, I think Buffalo, I have Buffalo as a, a, a half point favorite. So I think they win it about 51% of the time. So value on on the Ravens here for all the reasons I just talked about. You know, they're playing better with Lamar. 
I think that defense is, you know, capable of, you know, concocting a game plan to slow Josh Allen down. They played a tight one uh, last season, albeit without Stefan Diggs, but uh, postseason underdogs in the divisional round since 2003 are 39, 27 and one, 59 percent against the spread. Would you consider the money line on the Ravens and or Bucks? Yeah, I, I think so. Divisional round has actually been a great time to play underdogs uh, on the money line. They're 24 and 43 straight up, which doesn't sound great. Uh, 36% win rate since 2003. But because it's the money line, you're, you if you just blindly bet every uh, uh, divisional round underdog, you have a 23% ROI because wow. um, you know, you're usually getting value here because the, the, the spreads are – you know, inflated a little bit toward the favorites. That's why we're taking, you know, underdogs on the spread. But the, the same goes for the money line. And uh, that's not always hit as hard, uh, you know, by the public. So, yeah, I, I think the, the Ravens and the Bucks are, are great underdog money line choices. Uh, you can kind of put a put a little on both. So, you know, you've, you could kind of look at the probability that a uh, a team will, you know, lose by less by, by less than three points. Or, and it's very, you know, very slim. So um, you can kind of go maybe 60, 40, 70, 30 uh, with money line and, and spread. If you want to do it that way, you can go half and half. But yeah, I, I, I like, I like all, I really like all four money lines, I think um, have some value uh, in this round. Mm. I'm not sure about the brownies, but I'll listen on the other ones. <laughs> By the way, looking at the uh, the Buffalo forecast here, rain Friday, snow Saturday. It's the night game Saturday. Snow's supposed to be done but uh, yeah, it could be a little bit wet. It could be some field conditions there and and cold in Buffalo. So that's something. To that's actually so. If it's snowing during the game, that's actually more dangerous for betting the under because remember the offense knows where they're going to go. So if it's you know snowing or slippery or something like that, a lot of times you can see big plays from the offense. So hope ideally it would just be kind of cold and you know ugly, but not necessarily like you don't want snow. Or, or even precipitation, heavy precipitation during the game, um, always because uh, that can that can lead to some big plays for for the offense. And then you always find out like who that one mutter is on a team <laughs> that you didn't know about. Lashawn McCoy is the one that always comes to mind. Remember he had those two hundred yard oh, snow yeah. games. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I want a fantasy league with that. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, <laughs> uh, you're hitting the those two games hard: the unders and the underdogs in Ravens, Bills, and Bucks, Saints. Uh, what do you like in these other two games? So just mentioned the Browns and uh, plus 10 uh, for Cleveland. I think that line is too big. And I mean, here we are betting on the Cleveland Browns against the Kansas City Chiefs in uh, in the divisional round of the 2020 playoffs. But you look at how these teams have been playing, uh, especially down the stretch. So Kansas City's just one in seven against the spread in their last eight games. Uh, they've won all of their uh, game, all of those games. They've won by six or fewer points. So they haven't won a game by what they would have needed, what they would need to cover this spread since the first half of the season. Meanwhile, Cleveland has only lost three games by double digits out of the 17 uh, that it's played all year and none since week eight. So uh, pretty long time since this spread would have been covered either way, you know, just in, you know, with these two teams playing ball and, uh, just a huge line tough to cover we see it you know we see it we saw it last week with Cleveland you know breaks you know 
things can happen, you know, a, a fumble, a, a penalty, a bad call, whatever it may be, uh, just really tough to cover uh, a double-digit spread in the postseason. So, you know, already mentioned it, you know, divisional round dogs, 59% against the spread since 2003. Uh, uh, divisional round dogs that didn't make the previous postseason, you know, such as the Cleveland Browns since 2003 are 24-11, and 11, a 69% win rate uh, against the spread a little bit of a small sample but just kind of shows you um that these these kind of these teams tend to be undervalued and uh you know the chiefs can they turn it on and just flip a switch perhaps you know andy Reid's always great coming off a bye but uh they're the teams that have rested starters in week 17 and, and stucky talks about this on the pod but you know rest starters in week 17 and then get a bye uh those teams have an abysmal uh, against the spread record, I, I believe it's in, in the 40s or even under uh, in terms of the percentage because uh, you, it's just tough. You kind of come out a little rusty, uh, and this is just a, a big number for a team that hasn't covered this uh, in half a year. So going Cleveland plus 10, you may be able to get a, a 10 and a half. So uh, shop around for the best line. I really think there is something to the Chiefs not covering spreads lately because I don't think they're as good as – Joe Blow better thinks, you know, the public thinks. They're a good team. They're a great team. They're not far and away the best team in the league. And I could see if Nick Chubb's the MVP of this game, you win your bet. But my concern is after watching that Steelers debacle a couple times against the Browns, one thing that wasn't, wasn't talked about a lot was the Steelers receivers were open all day. That's secondary. And Denzel Ward comes back is bad and their linebackers are bad and been through for 500 yards. I just wonder what Mahomes is going to do. Yeah. I, you know, that's, I think that's why the total's rising. I expect Cleveland's game plan, quite honestly, to be play keep away, shorten the game, feed Chubb and uh, you know, and, and kind of play it that way. And, and on defense, you just have to stay back against Mahomes. Looks like Denzel Ward should be back, which, which does help, but uh, you just have to sit back against Mahomes and, and, and make, make them dink and dunk and try to shorten the game. You know, Cleveland struggled against the tight end. So I'm sure Kelsey will have a big game, but again, you know, all these weapons for Kansas city, uh, all these, all these deficiencies for the Cleveland Browns on defense this season. And Cleveland's only lost uh, three games by double digits. Kansas city hasn't beat a team by double digits since the first half of the year. So, you know, all that being said, uh, it's still, it's still tough to ask Kansas city now to, to, to cover the uh, the 10, 10 and a half point spread. Chris, how about this one? I'm looking at bet online and the first half line is plus six and a half for Cleveland. And w- would it be smart to double down there knowing that, you know, a team that rested starters and had a buy could start slow, get even more points for that the first half spread? Yeah, that's, that's actually an interesting angle I hadn't considered. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, we've seen Kansas City in the postseason, in the most recent postseason, dig themselves in huge holes and Cleveland their their thing has been coming out hot they did it against Tennessee they did it against Pittsburgh so uh yeah I I I don't like that I don't hate that at all Uh, I think that's a a good call that is a good call good stuff let's finish up your divisional round six pack Chris for the action network what is your final pick here we looking any uh, do you like anything with uh that Rams Packers game yeah, so I think you want to look at the the Rams and the under uh, in this one. For the six-pack, we went with the under 45 and a half. And 
you look at this matchup and Aaron Rodgers really aside from that Tampa Bay game and a little bit of a hiccup uh, against Carolina really hasn't been been tested with with this kind of caliber uh, of defense or just a defense that kind of makes them hesitant and, and pull the ball down and uh so this is going to be you know if, if there's a defense that can kind of execute what Tampa Bay did when when they held the the Packers scoreless for the last three quarters 38 to 10 in week five it's the Rams but uh, more more than that Jared Goff you know doesn't look to have the confidence of, of Sean McVay he's playing with pins in his hand and what do you think the Rams are going to do? They're going to feed Cam Akers the football here. And uh, I think they're, you know, sometimes you see the Rams go with tempo. Uh, we've seen that throughout the Sean McVay tenure. I, I don't think that's going to happen here. I think the Rams are going to try to shorten this game as much as they possibly can. Uh, if There's no defense better equipped to not, not stop because you don't stop Devontae Adams, but uh, slow down Devontae Adams a bit. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you don't expect him to turn the ball over much. So even if uh, the Rams have some success uh, on defense, you don't necessarily expect like, you know, Devontae Adams to blow up on the sideline and uh, and then they force a, a, a bubble screen to him and it gets pick six, which of course hurts the, uh, the under. So uh, I think this one will play out like a cold January uh, game in Lambo, uh, like you would expect yeah. it to, and uh, with, with the league's best pass defense, looks like Aaron Donald's going to be good to go. So, uh, again, it's probably the toughest matchup Aaron Rodgers has faced all year, going with the under 45 and a half in Rams Packers. That's all great information. I almost have to just say any Rams game is going to be an under email, <laughs> you know, I mean, their defense is awesome, they're so well coached. Their quarterback doesn't have a right thumb. All they, all they want to do is run with Akers. You know, like, it just screams under, no matter who they play. Yeah, and you're going to have some hiccups along the way. Like, I mentioned the – you got that uh, that pick six in the in the Seattle game. But, I mean, they held Russell Wilson under 50% passing. That was one of his worst games as a pro, even though DK Metcalf ended up having a, a good stat line. Uh, Russell Wilson really struggled – you see the offensive coordinator gets fired. I mean, that's 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 what happens when you play the Rams. And you know, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, even last you know last year was having a, a pretty good season, not nowhere near as good as this one. But you know, we saw what happened when they ran into San Francisco in those playoffs. You know, that San Francisco defense uh, it stymied Aaron Rodgers uh, for a second time after doing it in the regular season. Uh, he hasn't played this Rams defense yet this year, so uh, I think it's going to be a you know. Uh, I think the Packers can can get it done here, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. I think the Rams do have a shot uh, at the upset here. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't expect many points uh, in this one. Jalen Ramsey versus Devontae Adams. I mean, that's as good a matchup as you're going to see. I think that's the best corner versus the best receiver. Love it. Yeah, and it, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, how often do they do they shadow the whole game? I mean, uh -huh. they do play a lot of zone, and uh, there, are, there are other cornerbacks that are playing really well as well. So they, it's, they have a lot of options against Aaron Rodgers, which I don't know many other defenses can, can, can say this time of year. Fantastic stuff, as always, Chris. You can find Chris, his work at actionnetwork.com. You can find their podcast, the Action Network Sports Betting Podcast, with his co-host, Stucky. And you can find him on Twitter, at Chris Raybon. Chris, thank you so much, man. Always a pleasure. Looking forward to chatting about some of these championship games coming up as well. Always a pleasure, guys. Good luck this weekend, and take care. You too, man. And Matt Williamson and I, of course, will be back 
tomorrow, making our picks, getting a little deeper into these matchups, how these teams face off this weekend in the divisional playoff round, more coaching, GM news, no doubt on the horizon, and then we'll break down everything that happened this weekend, Monday right here, Peacock and Williamson.